0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another version of Bill Roden on Sports. Ten. A little shutdown. (laughs) We die. I hope everybody is uh, staying safe and sane and balanced and all that good stuff. I'm here uh, upstate, um, sheltered, um, and um, joined by uh, my tremendous co host, Jamal Murphy. Murph, what's
0: happening? What's up, Bill? You know, same old, same old. Every day's the same. Still here, still here, sheltered in place. Um, trying to maintain uh great family time with the kids. I can't I can't complain about that. So there are As some positives. Said,
1: great family time. Yeah. And uh holding it down from Harlem, USA, I think, is uh Aaron Matthewson. Aaron, what's going on?
2: Hi, Bill. It's so good to be back. Um, you know, it's just super gray outside, so just trying to keep my spirits up.
1: I know. And then of course our special guest and great Friend of the program, spectacular play-by-play broadcaster, sure. the great Sims. Dave, join us from Manhattan.
3: What's up? Yes, indeed. Good to see you all. How's everything? Good to be with you all here as we all shelter in our respective places. It's pretty crazy, man. This is Groundhog Day
0: every day, right? Yes, yeah, seriously. <laughs> every day. Seriously.
1: That sounds like a gift. Every day is Groundhog Day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> seriously.
1: Oh, my God. So, um, yeah, so how's everybody uh, doing? Murph? What's that?
0: I just saw you the other day. You know, we were so, we socially distanced. We had, we both had the masks on. I got, I got the, what was the lighting, the lighting structure for, from you. That's why I have more light in the room now for those paying attention to previous podcasts. Uh, So, yeah. Let there be light. Uh, Yeah, let there be light. No, but everything, everything's good, man. You know, the, the draft last night was interesting. It was a nice, um, you know, nice little getaway from reality. You know, that's the way I took it. Uh, we don't know when you know people when games will be actually played on the field, but this to me felt like kind of a fantasy draft. everyone's excited um, you know it does, it's not fantasy because it does matter. these kids will eventually end up playing for these teams, so it is real um, but you know it did it was some a nice form of entertainment uh you know at this at this particular time, and I'm sure the NFL got great ratings from it.
1: Well, yeah, Dave and Aaron, did you guys watch the draft? What'd you think about
3: it? Yeah, you know, I had it on and uh, great, great drama in that, you know, you could do mock drafts till the cows come home, but it was a live event. A lot of people cared about it. It's consequential. And, uh, you know, you didn't, a little bit of mystery to it. So you didn't know who was going to go where, what kind of trades were going to be made. I'm an Eagles fan being born and raised in Philly. So I was pretty pleased with it. They got a wide receiver. From uh, TCU, who looks like he can, uh, he, he has some explosiveness to him. So that that was pretty exciting. And then I think the rest of it, I'll just keep it on for background noise. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what What do you think about? Um, I mean, the big story we knew uh, Joe Burrow go number one to the Bengals. I'm not sure. You know, it's hard. We don't. You don't really know. There are no short things, uh, especially in the NFL with quarterbacks. But the big story to me was was Tua at five and whether Miami would take him. We knew he had the injury issues. Uh, We knew but prior to the injury, he was a sure bet uh, number one pick. Um, What did you think about Miami uh, rolling the dice there?
3: Well, from what all the guys were saying in terms of culture-wise, given that they had passed on Drew Brees years ago when Nick Saban was there, they were not going to make that same mistake again and take a shot on this kid because when uh, Tua has been, when he's been healthy, man, he's been as effective as anybody on the college stage in the last few years. Um, A smart kid, and uh, he makes all the throws, so I, I thought it was—I thought it was a good pick. Um, mm-hmm. And the other thing, you know, what tickled me—that I had forgotten. i think I knew this, but I totally forgotten—and it hit me on the screen when they did a live shot to the when they were talking about the, the Miami Dolphins. I'd forgotten they have a black GM and a black coach. Mm-hmm. Right. Totally right. forgot
1: yeah. that. I went, oh my goodness, that's right. So right. much blackness. One of two. One of two. <laughs> yeah. No, I, think, I mean, no, I think
0: is yeah. the
3: only.
1: He's the only one. Mm-hmm. But we're making progress. Aaron, did you watch the draft?
2: I watched part of it because um, I was I teach on Thursday nights. But um, yeah, I was I was wondering about the Dolphins. I was like, someone's going to take Tua. Like he's good. I think he's young. He's going to recover. Um, I was really fascinated by all the the hubbub about uh, Jordan Love and mm-hmm. what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. I would feel a little Yo, slighted. Just-
1: the only brother gets drafted and everybody's in a, in an uproar,
3: you know, <laughs> I know, right. It, it, you you know, it's fight. absolutely so, ridiculous, Bill. It's ridiculous because Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's 36, but you know, he's not a decrepit 36 by any stretch of the imagination. He's one of the best quarterback competitors we've had uh, over the years. And, and, and among the best If you know, you can make a case for him being the best of his generation, you know, he's not going to shrink from this. and And if, and he had he was following Favre, so now and he knew this was eventually going to happen to him that somebody right. was going to be on the doorstep ready to take his place. I think he'll he's be a pro about wait, it.
1: Why wait? Right. Supposed to wait till he's like fifty,
3: and then like <laughs> we draft
1: somebody. Wait till like he used to never get hurt. Now he's starting to get hurt a little bit. We've seen we've seen Pat Mahomes take his team to the championship to the Super Bowl. We've seen Lamar Jackson be the MVP. Uh, we've seen uh, Deshaun Watson. We see, you know, the handwriting Russell is Wilson, on, Russell Wilson, two, two. we've seen Russell Wilson, like one and a half Super Bowls, almost two.
3: Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> right,
1: it's, right. it's almost, they're like, it's in denial. And, and what Green Bay is saying, they're, they're basically saying that this guy could be the heir. We're not drafting to be the backup. We are drafting him to take your place. Right. It just seems like a lot of people, man. Are just like, no,
3: what are we gonna do? I don't know mm-hmm. why anybody's losing their losing their head over this. I mean, it's 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 the right of succession in the NFL, and it's not like when Bill and I were kids and you'd see these great black quarterbacks coming out of HBCUs or the occasional Power Five, and you know this guy's gonna be destined to be a DB. No, 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 Jordan, uh, quarterback, right. man. He's gonna be a quarterback. Right. He's got the skills. They they're putting a the faith mm-hmm. in him. And the fact that you know, he's gonna he's gonna be backing up a Hall of Fame quarterback. If he's smart, he will just go in there with you know ready to be a, a sponge. And then when he gets his opportunity, like Rodgers got his, get a chance to shine.
0: Right. I think. So I think the, other, the only question. other side of it. The only other side of it is that Rodgers. Uh, you know, there's a stat that that uh, people were talking about uh, yesterday and today that the the Packers have only have have not used. Their first round draft pick on a skill position player to help exactly. Rodgers since since o two. That's the last time they they it's a, a skill position player, a wide receiver, running back to help him out. And they were one game away from the Super Bowl last year, um, and they they definitely lacked on the offensive end. So <laughs> they could have they could have really addressed a more important need. I think.
1: But they addressed that all, all of their wide receivers have been second-round draft picks anyway. All those guys, Devontae Adams, Cobb, all, they're all second-round
3: picks. And it's a it's deep draft, draft, draft for wide receivers. There's going to be plenty yes. to shop for and a lot of quality, too. Day,
1: but they were saying, we better get this cap because we don't, New England will. But let me ask you something else, though. You know, the thing about, the interesting thing, about, and sorry, Aaron, not interesting, but the fascinating thing and stuff is you go into people's houses. And you see uh, fame.
2: Did you guys see Cliff Kingsbury, Cliff Kingver, Kingsbury's house? Oh, that was yeah, beautiful.
0: It's
1: like a <laughs> <fallacial laughs> With the big fireplace.
2: Yeah. The fireplace yes, with outside. The,
0: with the glass, the all glass windows.
2: It's like,
0: you know, yeah, 20 foot I mean, I mean, high like, ceilings.
1: Yeah, right. I'm like, you watch the other shit and say, what have I done wrong? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: well, those, those coaches get paid, man. Yeah, yeah they, they do. do. So that, That's and, the then,
1: thing. and then you see the brothers who are getting drafted you know, and it's like clearly a tale of two cities.
3: (laughs) Oh my God. I know when some of the shots from like the deep South, some of the cats from LSU and Alabama Mm
1: -hmm. and
3: you know, they're going to be supporting their families and uh, they they come from uh, to say the least humble beginnings. And uh, hopefully, hopefully these young men will prosper, stay healthy and beat that league average of you know time in the league as an active player and make some money and not get screwed like Scotty
0: Pippen, which we we found out in the last dance last week, yeah, which we will we will talk about a little later. Uh, no question. And, and you know, speaking of that, with, with the with the NFL draft and I mean, Bill, you always talk about this. Uh, you know, it, it's really like winning the lottery for these kids, for the families. Yeah. You know, so so there's you definitely. I mean. Uh, most of the time, the, the most excited people are the, are the people in the room other than the draft. The people around them. Right. I think you mentioned that. they. It was very interesting. It, it, you know, because I guess we're
1: older, so we've seen, we've seen this story before. And everybody, they're going to be supporting. And if you could fast forward 10 years.
2: Not even is 10. It
1: like 10. years from now.
0: <laughs> Speaking of uh, Chris Klinsberg, I mean, I thought about that when I'm watching him in his, in his you know, tremendous uh, state that he lives in or whatever. But mm-hmm. I, one of the things I thought about was, you know, this guy, Cliff Kingsbury is one of the coaches who got a job last year, which, which over, you know, some qualified black uh, candidates like the enemy and so forth. And that just shows you it, it, you know, that type of wealth comes along with that job.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so it just
0: brings, it just brings it to light even more about the inequality in terms of who, who's getting those jobs, we know, you know, Cliff King, Kingbury hasn't done anything yet. You know, that's fine. Um, I, no young coach has done anything yet. But it's just, it just brings to light, you know, how big a deal that is to get these type of positions.
1: Co- coaching has become welfare for white coaches. Hmm. And it's it been like that for, well, that's what it is. It, it, you hit it right on the head. This is like handing down, you know, this little lock circle of wealth to these white coaches. I mean it's such a division of labor is just so stark in the whole sport the whole draft and even you know it's it's just more you think about it man you just you know just got, and then you know it, on top of the uh, coronavirus and that's exposed on steroids the, the haves have not just the just the thing of of just phenomenal wealth in this country of people immediately going to the hamptons to the third and fourth homes. I don't know what, I don't know what you guys think whenever this is quote unquote over. Right. Well, this stick where people kind of be looking at halves and halves and I said, man, you know, how are y'all making all this phenomenal wealth on our backs? Even white people have got to be thinking
2: that. You know, they, you, even you have got to be thinking
1: you're on a plantation too.
2: Bill, just for some context, I just pulled up this Forbes article and it looks like in the 80s, like the average salary for a coach was like 295,000. And now coaches are typically pulling in more than 6 million. Right. And well, I just pulled it.
3: up uh, on, on, on uh, online the, the picture that it's running all over the media of uh, Kingsbury's home shot from looking out into the mountain. that looks like a
2: it's beautiful. Uh,
3: it, it's spectacular. <laughs> Holy tolido. <laughs> so, well, I wonder what that thing goes for. Good, and then Jerry thing. Jones was on him. a yacht,
2: right? But, Jerry Jones mm-hmm. had the... That was a oh, yacht he was on? Cool. That's, what I, that's yeah, what I heard.
0: That's what it was. He was on his luxury yacht. Yep. Oh, my goodness.
2: I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable. You well,
0: know. Here, here's, some, here's something on the flip side a little bit. Um, you know, of the, of the top 10 picks in this year's draft, Five of them were represented by uh, Black agents and agencies. Hmm. Uh, the second and third pick uh, were represented by Clutch, who's a LeBron's guy, Rich Paul. Uh, he represented hmm. the second and third pick. Uh, Rock Nation, your boy Jay-Z. He, he had a couple of, uh, of draft picks. And, and uh, Young Money, who, who's Lil Wayne's agency, but, but the main agent is a, is a Black woman. uh oh, Lynn, so did- Nicole Lynn, Lynn. Well Nicole Lynn,
2: yeah. Okay. Uh, oh wow, tremendous. she was in there too.
0: Yeah, so so that so five of the top ten overall picks. Oh, that's were represented wonderful. by by black that's agents. Great. So that you know, I mean, that's that's a positive progress, story.
1: man. The lesson of all that kind of stuff is that you just have to keep grinding. that's that's, that's been our lot. That you know, because you go back to nineteen twenty-two. You know, I mean, I'm just I'm just pulling. Out, but where our grandfathers and grandmothers. And no, but what hey. they did just kept grinding.
3: Hey, know? man, that's keep on keeping on. I was that Fannie Lou Hammer said that, and, and, and that's what you have to do. And you mentioned 1922. I mean, I was um, in a conversation the other day talking about being in the business I'm in, and I, I, I thought back, and I think about this all the time. My father and my two grandfathers who I knew, he figured what you were just talking about, 1920, 22. I mean, nowhere in the world they had thought that the four of us would be sitting here doing what we do and the careers that we've had I mean, so th- th- there has been a lot of progress and I what I like to accelerate it heck yeah, but uh, things have come a long way, man really right. have. I
2: was just gonna say nicole said um in an interview with Jamel Hill that when she goes into places, sometimes people still think she's just a girlfriend, like they don't even think that a black woman and she's very pretty uh would be an agent, and she's like, no, no, i i sh- I should be here. Just do that.
0: Where yeah, no, yeah I, I can her. see that. I'm sure people, you know, when people saw her at, you know, she was at the house of, uh, I forget who the graphic was, but he went 10th overall um, alignment. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure people thought when they saw her in, in the house with him, they just probably thought she was a relative or whatever. Okay. You know? It was auntie coming over, auntie coming <laughs> over. Which one was this? This was the 10th, the 10th overall pick. Um, was represented by uh, Nicole Lynn. Who's who's an agent for? Oh, for young Jedrick money, Wills? Money.
2: Was it Jedrick Wills? Yes,
0: yes. Before we move on to uh to the to uh, the last dance, just one one last NFL note. I got to give a shout out to a uh, a kid who a Brooklyn a Brooklyn bred kid went to the same high school I did, Poly Prep. Uh, Isaiah Wilson, offensive lineman. He was drafted 29th overall, first round, out of mm-hmm. Georgia uh, to the Tennessee Titans, and he had one of the one of the, the the funniest moments of draft night uh, caught on camera where I don't know if you guys saw this, but his girlfriend was laying on him. Yes. Right,
2: <laughs> was laying on him
0: right when the cameras are on him, the girlfriend, well not laying on she's like hugging, she's like him, hugging him, congratulating yeah. him when the cameras were on, when he got drafted and he's like in a daze and, and his mother physically moves her, off of him,
2: like Ooh. pushed her out of the camera. <laughs> oh, I, I got to look at that. I Moved got to look
0: And the dynamic was even crazier because because you know he's black, she's white. His I'm his sorry. mother his <laughs> mother goes over there, physically removes her. What was from cat's his last name? From his lap, Isaiah Wilson. It's going around. In fact, I'll look for it right now. And he um, just
2: looked he just looked like he had his hat on and he just like is looking down.
0: <laughs> I think he, I don't even think he knew actually what happened. I think he was such an addict because I don't he wasn't really a locked first round pick. So I think he was so He's like, happy. But what he happened he wasn't what, paying what, attention what, to any of that. I just see that. So what happened? I mean what what does the, the girl do? just like because no, they you know, they show about a ten second clip of it, so we don't know what happens after. But she oh, was man. physically removed. Like, she was on his lap hugging him. Pushed. And, oh and the God. mother like the was like, was like you could up. tell the mother was trying to talk to her something for a second, and then she didn't Ooh. respond. So the mother physically raises her up from her shoulder, from, like, her armpits, moves And this, is, this is the kid from Georgia. But, yeah. uh, Isaiah old, Wilson. Yep.
3: Yeah, big kid, Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, Yeah, yeah.
0: Six, yep. five, three, You know what? If girl, they get
1: married, girl, the girl exactly you get married. You may be able to remove me from his lap, but you to be able to remove me from his life. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, we'll, we'll see, you know. I, I, was, I was wondering what her, what, what the girl's mother thinks. Oh, I know.
1: <laughs> this is such, forget him. Everybody's thinking about this economic impact on their lives. Right. You know, going to get married, then he's going to get divorced, she's going to get half, you know, <laughs> you know.
2: Can we also talk about the production? Like, so like basically so much was happening from Bristol because ESPN was putting on the draft. Roger Goodell is in his basement. And he's announcing all the picks. Like basically the whole show was going into people's homes. Like, it was a, I mean, yeah, you know, no, it, right. the original draft was supposed to be super glitzy. It was going to be in Las Vegas. There's going to be boats and who knows what else. And I mean, this is still quite complex. And I was really impressed. Check really? this out.
0: I found, I found the video. I don't know if you can see it through the through the camera, but I just saw it. I just okay. played
2: it on
0: my phone. Yeah, Watch this. And there's a
3: poly the girlfriend's wearing a poly prep.
2: Yeah. See? <laughs> she, just, <laughs> she was not trying to move.
3: Wow.
0: Oh, so, you know, wow. that was we uh,
2: forget uh, that.
1: What can you say?
0: What can you say? What can you do? Let's uh let's move on to um to the NBA. Uh, the last dance that's that's the other big um, distraction going on now <laughs> uh, the the last dance on ESPN the first two episodes were shown uh, last week Sunday episodes three and four will be on this Sunday you know what, what was your take on on those on those first two episodes you know it was what 20 plus years ago that so brings back memories Michael Jordan you know people most people think is the greatest of all time uh, Pippin as uh, Dave mentioned earlier it was really, you know, brought to light, you know, how underpaid and underappreciated he might have been. What was your take on the on the first couple of episodes there, Dave? I thought it was
3: tremendous storytelling. I And I'm not one to bow down at
0: the mere mention of Michael
3: Jordan. Uh, but I have tremendous respect, obviously, for his supreme talents. I mean, I was there. Nice to do the Knicks. I was, used to be the host on Knicks Radio. 86 to like 92. And I got to be right there next to the visiting team bench. I saw him up close and personal a lot. And, you know, we could debate the cows come on. Who's the greatest of all time. He's certainly right there and probably right at the very top. I'm still a Kareem guy given when he'd take the overall picture of his high school college and, and pro and the impact he had on everything. But in terms of the optics, if you will, Michael Jordan, my God, I mean, it's hard to beat that. And I thought the storytelling was great. Jerry Krause, I know he's, he's since passed on, but boy, that didn't work out for him. Man. <laughs> that, that, right. that, that's that, that he came across really badly. Michael was killing him all the time. Right. Michael's totally loyal to, uh, to Phil Scotty got screwed. And, uh, there's a lot of funny things in there. So I, I, I wasn't going to watch it next thing on my 17th night. He was watching it and I sat down and, it was great to know that it was two hours. Right. I, I got such a kick. I was like, oh, "I need more of this." Right. So I'm glad that they're running it in two hour in, uh, you know two hour blocks for the next five weeks. And I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this week. But again, they had a whole LeBron, you know, Michael, Kareem. It's it's just wonderful entertainment. It really is. Bill, did you see it?
1: Uh, I did. Um, <laughs> and you know, but it's, you know, but it's, what was funny. You know, Dave, the class, my class of uh, kids that you spoke to, they really turned on Michael. They didn't like the fact that he was a bully. They didn't like the fact that he was disrespecting Krause. They didn't like, it's funny. how They said, you know, the guy, somebody said he really is, they use the word like, they said he really is a dick, you know.
3: Hey,
0: hey, top of the line.
3: Top of the line in that category, Bill. And that's one of the things that makes him great. Right. Like it or not, that's one of the things that makes him great.
0: Right, and and you know, Kobe was this, you know, took you mm-hmm. know, Club took Club. after him, you same can so thing, mama mentality, yeah. You know that was that That's was gross. from that was from Michael.
1: They said Kobe eventually became a little more of a human being
3: you know? after he finished playing. But George, you talked to cats that played with and against him. He was the same. I mean, he right. took he took the carbon. Remember carbon paper? He took the carbon paper on Michael and ingested that sucker.
1: <laughs>
3: right. uh,
2: Question yeah, for you guys, yeah, no, is Jordan, no. did the same thing that happened to Kobe happen to Jordan in that he got nicer and like, I don't think evolved human being after he left? I don't the hear props. that. Not so, so much. I don't not hear
0: so people about Jordan's warm and fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, so, <laughs> not so much. And I think, I think, you know, Jordan, you know, he, he didn't, he, I don't think he received as much criticism for that type of behavior because he was the original you know, I think yeah. I think a lot of people felt like Kobe kind of was imitating Jordan in a lot of ways trying, you know, and, and it worked, you know, he hung out and everything. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it worked. He became a great player, uh, cutthroat and he, and he accomplished a lot. Um, but, yeah, Jord, you know, Jordan, I think I think this this documentary is good for, for the younger generation. You mentioned LeBron. People talking about LeBron, <coughs> Jordan, Jordan. I think this is, this is good for those people who never really saw him, saw Jordan, because I just can't, you know, I, I mean, LeBron is great. I think he, I, I would put him in my top five all time, LeBron already. Um, but, I mean, Jordan was just, I mean, I, I mean, he, he didn't have, you know, where LeBron had that little choke moment against Dallas and didn't get it done. I, I don't, Jordan didn't have those. He lost. Well, he, he, he lost, his, but. He got his butt beat by Detroit. But, they, but they, they were playing to to football. Him.
3: Right. <laughs> uh, well, those are no, no, so no. the rules. So right, did the Knicks right. in the nineties. So did the Knicks in the nineties. And it, right. nobody's complaining about that. They took the, the page right out of that same book. Right. And he did not, he did not have the supporting cast and LeBron had even less of a supporting cast that year. He won with Cleveland. Right. He had way less than what, when, uh, what, uh, what Michael had. The other thing that's going to be interesting is they tease this program, this, uh, this week's, uh, installment, um, the uh, the practice episode, and I've heard Steve Kerr talk about it, where he punched Steve Kerr in practice. Mm-hmm. Right. So I mean, you know, everybody, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. I mean, he's just a man like anybody else. He's not right. like some saint that's walking on the cloud with a, you know, walking around with a halo. I mean, excuse me, but he could be a prick. I mean, flat out, and that's one of the things that made him great too. And he, you know, and he always needed something to focus on. And Kobe went the same way. Hey, man, if 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 you any kind of slight, he took it. And that was his motivation. And You know, the heat of a million suns, man. And then, boom, 63 points in your butt.
0: Right. And I mean, he still, those are the
3: realities, man.
0: And he still is probably a prick. You know, one of the interesting uh, parts of the documentary, you know, talking about Pippin and how Pippin was underpaid. And, and, and part of the documentary uh, described Pippin, or, or Pippin said it himself, that he, he decided to have surgery later because he was like, F that. You know, they, don't, they, don't, they didn't treat me well. Why am I supposed to look out for them? I'm going to get my surgery during the season, come back at the end of the season. And still to this day, Jordan's up there saying he felt Pippen was wrong and selfish for doing that. Where usually, you know, teammates usually stay out of that kind of stuff and are like, you know, you're supposed to understand where that player's coming from. Yeah, but here's what Michael said.
3: We are the best one-two combination maybe in the history of basketball. Basketball, maybe the history of sport. And you're going to put that... Our run, our, our, our line of uh, success, you're going to jeopardize that because you're pissed off at, at management, so, at which they were doing a bad deal. Don't get me wrong. But I think that's what Michael was thinking. Hey, man, we got a great thing going. There's, there's that, The Batman, Robin, however you want to qualify it. I mean, just to, I mean, having been right on right at courtside and seen it, and arguably the best combo back that, that's ever been in the league.
1: I guess what a Ryan's door said, he told Scotty, if you sign this, don't come back. You know, right. if you sign this contract, right. he said, I think you're underpaid. If, if you sign this contract, don't come back.
3: Um, Jerry's a CPA course, from Brooklyn. He knew what he was talking about. It's a bad <laughs> contract. What are you doing? I mean, here's the owner. He's more than willing to pay it. So, and, and I understand when they did the, they did the backstory story uh, with Scotty came from, you know, less than prosperous right. conditions with a big family right. and he took, and that was guaranteed money and he thought that was good, but if he had, you know, if he had stood his ground, I mean, you're not going to be an idiot and let Scotty still in his prime and let him walk. That's not going to happen. All he had to do was stand his ground. And if, and the worst comes to worst he said, yo, Mike, I need some help here. And he goes <laughs> in with Mike, boom, right. done, see you later. Mm-hmm. Right,
0: right. And I mean, and Pippin, you know, I don't feel bad for Pippin. Like, I don't look back and feel bad about the situation. You know, Michael was underpaid also, you know, up, up to a certain point. Uh, and then he, he, you know, he cashed in big time. And then Pippin, in the documentary, said, hey, or, you know, previously he said that, you know, my time will come when they asked him about it at the time. He said my time will come. And it did come because when he went to Portland and Houston, he was making 14 million dollars a year for about for about a full, you know, four or five year stretch. So he got paid. Er, ergo, we don't have to throw any benefits for him. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, he, he
1: pay- he have a, uh, I think there's what a, a, a marriage. Uh, somebody got somebody got half his estate.
3: Oh, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. But he's still doing well, Bill. He's still doing right. <laughs> he's, he's still doing well. He's doing well.
2: What did you guys think about the part with, uh, where um, Michael's talking about his dad and how he was trying to, you know, he, he was competing kind of with his brother for his dad's attention. And it was such a nice sight, to, because, you know, it was such a tragedy with Michael's dad. So to actually see him was great.
3: Well, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it's good to see that family dynamic. And, well, um, his mother's
2: a rock, man. She's
3: and the old man sounded like he was as well, and super competitive, you know, what, what a bunch of brothers. About, that's pretty typical.
1: What did what you guys think about when they got, of course, the racial part? A couple of things: the sneaker comment, Harvey Gant, And I guess you have to just accept it. I mean, like, okay, you right. This, you know, that's who you are. You know, move on. I've heard <laughs> yeah. people,
0: you know, about the Republican comment, which which became part of his story. And people, there are people who still say that, that 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 comment has never been authenticated. Like like we, but
1: he said he said it. he said it was a throwaway. He, did. he said he said that it was a, it was a throwaway comment. I guess on the buzzer, it a buzz with joke. Hey, Republicans buy sneakers too, mm-hmm. and you know. So he didn't say he never said it. Mm-hmm. He just said it was a throwaway. And then they talk about when they wanted him to support Harvey Gantt, and he told his mom, "Well, you know, I don't really know him," and of course he would make a. Financial contribution to the campaign, but he didn't do what Gant probably needed. Well, Gant, I'm sure, he needed the money. He needed Michael Jordan to come public and say, hey, this is my guy.
3: Keep some of the money, but just give me your embrace. <laughs> right. He needed you know? the photo It built to your point, needed the photo op along with the dollars, right? Right.
0: Yeah. Right. Which so, would have been, which would have been even, yeah. even bigger. And that's where uh, you want to compare him to LeBron. I think LeBron does more in that sense you know he, he's he's let, he's less afraid of being political maybe that's the times who knows who knows the if times. lebron's if the 80s were, were a different time than than you know now um politically and the way people thought about it you know maybe you can give a uh, jordan excuse me, maybe but lebron is different in that sense
1: yeah and he saw he saw jordan kiss
0: right, someone he also, right. eat Right. About,
1: about being a new choice. <laughs> hey, I ain't going to be that guy. <laughs> and
2: it's, just, and it's the same time that um OJ is also right. coming. Right. He's up and he's not saying anything either.
0: Right, right. OJ, yep. yep. Yeah, I don't let remember go. him. <laughs> so let me, let me ask let you guys let me, a
1: question. Me... We talk about the draft and the NBA. Do you think the ratings are sky high just because we're on lockdown? Or do you think, on his merits, uh, the draft really is a novel way? draft and the documentary was good do you think it's because we're we're like sheltered in place and just hungry for like can anything
3: that's the overriding uh ingredient for sure yeah that, you know there's nothing live going on and again it's com- the, the last dance is compelling man and if you didn't see it you want to go back and watch it and if you know a little bit about it you want hey tell me more and that's where I am right now I mean I'm looking to to the, the, the Steve Kerr. I, I've always admired Steve Kerr. And then when he talks about, Hey, I saw the headline the other day, I got to go back and read the story, but he said that changed a lot, a big dynamic on the team when Michael punched him in practice and it changed the way they played and they galvanized them. They went on to win a championship. I like hearing those kind of inside stories. And, and the fact that there's not, that we're shut down. I mean, I'm supposed to be, I think, uh, I would be, I'd be playing in Texas right now. The Mariners would be <laughs> yeah, we tonight's support would have been a start of a three-game set in Texas. Um, I don't have that, so we got the draft, and he got the last stance. That's all we have right now.
0: Yeah, and uh, I, I'm not a big I'm not a big NFL draft guy usually. Yeah. I usually watch the whole thing. I watch, you know, like you said, I used to have it on in the background. But but yesterday I was like, hey, I mean, let me let me dig into this and see what see what's going on. There's nothing else to do sports wise. Let me let me figure out what's going on here. Let me do some research on these players, all that stuff.
1: Uh, we were talking about this, too, about the technology. And this is sort of a technology haven for everybody to think about the possibilities of this. We're entering that, that, uh, what is it, the the Madden, the NBA 2K. I mean, we are entering a virtual thing where this is going to probably become more the norm, where we're going to have to create this ambiance. And people are looking at this, and we'll probably look back at it, that was a rudimentary thing. But yeah, say, wow, what yeah. we can do with this, what we can not create, we can create to make you think you were there. You're watching a competition, you may actually be a better experience, and if you were there, wow, this is really, oh, yes.
3: I don't think there's any question on the precipice of that, Bill, that's, uh, even before this happened, there been, you know, we've all seen stories about that type of stuff and how big uh, virtual reality is. In terms of what you're talking about, I think you're right on the money. I really do.
2: Well, and Bill, you guys, you heard about the NBA just signed that huge multi, multi-year contract with Microsoft. I mean, they still have a contract with ESPN, I think, for a few more years, but it's all direct to consumer, like expanding their digital stuff. So I think it's only a matter of time.
0: Yeah, gaming, gaming has been huge. You know, now, now oh e-sports, e- you know, even in the last couple of years before this was, was taking off in terms of people actually willing to watch uh, people play video games. And, you know, I, w- I was looking at businesses that are absolutely taking off. Most businesses are, are are hurting right now, but the few businesses that are taking off and, you know, one of them is gaming, you know, it's just skyrocketed. Uh, alcohol is the other one. So, uh. Of course, <laughs> well,
2: those are, between golf and esports, that's really all that can be playing right now.
0: Right. You
1: know? Right. That, no question that about t- it. But you know, also, I don't know what you, you guys think about this, uh, Dave. You mentioned it before. Uh, even a lot of players are bemoaning or lamenting the fact that they're going to be playing without hands and all. Oh, it's going to be terrible and all that stuff. But then I was thinking, you know, we talked about this before. You know. Steve Kerr, I mean, Jordan hit Kerr in practice. There were no people there. There were no fans there. There was, a, there was an intensity that goes with practice. Dave, you've seen it. The fans almost added a superficial thing of show business to it. But I think the essence of competition, like in baseball, your first exposure is in practice trying out for the team. Mm-hmm. Practice is where you earn your stripes. And there are these unrecorded moments of with somebody they get into fight, they curse each other out. Now oh, wow. to monetize it. to say now, you know, it's the sort of the only difference is is that, but there are gonna be millions of people watching you virtually. So, you know, Dave, it's like it's like when you're in the studio. It's like it's like being in a studio, yeah. But you know that there are millions of people watching oh, you, even though there may be three of you in the studio.
3: Well, I learned that when I was doing radio back in the day. I mean, yeah, there's uh when I was doing WNBC Sports Night at night, you know, once it once it gets dark, you know, seven thirty to midnight, when we were on uh, straight through, we we're on thirty eight states, fifty thousand watch. You done right, somebody was listening. <laughs> I mean, we get calls from Michigan and the Carolinas and all up and down the East Coast. Yeah, so, but in terms of motivation, if that's if that's what you're you're addressing, will they be motivated? If by chance it gets to a situation where you do play games without an audience, believe me, there's so much pride involved with these guys. That they will right. be maxing out. They won't have the same juice because uh, of the noise and the ambiance, the atmosphere of being in a game, which we're totally used to. But I tell you what, let a guy get buzzed inside. You watch that. You know, watch somebody get big in a little bit and pimp right. his way around a, around, a, around the bases if he hits a home run or something like that, or give him right. a fist pump if he strikes somebody up. Believe me, if if we do get to that point, I don't think energy wise will be uh, energy will will be a problem. It's just a matter of, you know, the, the lifestyle. Nobody wants to be away four and a half months away from family. Right. Point. And basically it would be get up in the morning, maybe do a little stretch or something in a hotel, get something to eat, get on the bus, go to the ballpark, play the game, get on the bus and go back to the hotel and have that for X amount of time.
0: Yeah, no family can't you know can't yeah. be around Ugh, family, not,
3: and and they don't want you to go to bars and whatnot. They probably will not want you to go to bars and restaurants. And you can't
0: you can't uh, because well, if there's one if there's one person that that you know gets the disease, you have to shut it down like you did last time. You, you know, everybody's you, and it's you. not just it's not just the players. It's uh you know the trainers, the, the hey guys like of this. the team. <laughs> yeah 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 media. <laughs> you know, well,
2: to all of your well, points, you know, Johnson – I was going to say, Matt, Magic Johnson said the same thing. He was like, yeah, it's going to be hard at first, but once they get used to playing without fans, they'll be fine because you played without fans on the playground. So right. he thinks they'll That's be okay. That's
0: fair. That's
3: fair. And as long as the checks come in,
0: okay. <laughs> right, right. And I was, and, and I was talking to uh, uh, Solomon Wilcox, the the announcer, the NFL announcer, and he made a great point saying, you know, you know when you play, your whole thing with the fans, you, you're, you're trained to, to block that out. You know, so not only not Good only point. will you get used to it when you when there are fans, you you pretend there aren't fans. You know, so there, I mean, they're, there there is it. nothing no. like
3: the roar to crowd, man. And the, <laughs> you know, when you know, in the NFL, you know, when when warm start and starting, even the stadium being half filled, and the O line comes <laughs> out, and the wide receivers come out, and you know, but so I bet
1: you, you can manufacture, they can manufacture that. You know, mm. you can manufacture ambiance, noise, this or that. And again, remember, if we were raised in that situation, it's funny, look what, what, what we're doing now. Human beings, we adjust. With lockdown, we adjust. If it's gonna be this without fan, adjust. So right now they're talking about, they don't know, but they were like you said, once the checks start rolling in, you know, and there could be, and the advertisers say, wait a minute, we're gonna probably have more eyeballs, you know, uh-huh. on the than ever. What do you think about this, just a step further, Eventually, going to the stadium will be like a luxury. So now you are pretty will pay much. $3. Is right
3: now, given the prices, you have to pay for parking and whatnot. I mean, I go to one. The last couple of years, I've gone to one NFL game. It cost me, you know, X amount of dollars to go from New York to Philly. I don't have to worry about parking, but yeah, the ticket price and God forbid you want a beer or something. And that's yeah, no, it's no. You're right. You're you're 100 right.
1: Yeah. So to be allowed in your suite. Because, and again, it gets back to this whole thing of the haves and the have-nots. Now, going to the game will become a status symbol that you can actually go, because we're not going to have 19,000 people in the garden anymore. It could be like 4,000. 4,000 spread out in luxury that you've not seen. You know, very luxurious. The super wealthy will be in what are the old suites, right? But then the kind of wealthy... And connected will be spread out in the,
3: in, you know. I would say that's not out of bounds.
2: <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> speaking of that, you know, you know, know that the MLB is, is um, being tested or the MLB employees and some players are being tested for antibodies now. So I guess once, hopefully if we find out that you're immune, actually immune to this, maybe we'll let people back in. I don't know. A lot of
3: um, testing well. has to get done though. Here's a problem, and it, comes,
1: it goes back it accrues the black. Now they're saying now they're going to test people to see if you got antibodies to go. Who gets to go to the restaurant? Who gets? Well, you know they've already established that black folks that, that the that pandemic is hitting black folks were than anybody. So when it comes time to hand out who gets to go to the rest back to the restaurant, they go, well, you know, black, yeah, you know, I don't know, cause y'all are twice as to carry this shit, so you're going to ask one to get the passes to go back to the restaurants.
2: But you know, wait, you know Georgia is reopening nail salons and restaurants, like, this weekend, and I bet you it's black folks who will be at those salons. Oh, please tell me uh, no, but I hear you. <laughs> really, I hear you. He
3: Bowling he alleys. Bowling alleys. <laughs> who the hell's going there? Tattoo parlors. Uh, Barbershops. <laughs> Beauty salons. Yeah.
0: Time
1: out. Come on. Oh my god. Even even even, even POTUS 45 had the guy kind of walking back. Wow, <laughs> I don't
0: know that. Right, drink <laughs> some Clorox, worry. you know Drink some bleach, you know Once again, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Audible has over 180,000 book titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. For you, the listeners of the Bill Roden on Sports podcast. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. We highly recommend that you check out the classic $40 Million Slaves, The Rise, Fall, and Redemption of the Black Athlete by the one and only William C. Roden. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com backslash Sports. Again, that's audibletrial.com backslash Sports. For your free audiobook,
2: the Olympics are like you know it's supposed to be postponed to 2021, but I'm hearing that it, that might even be pushed back further.
3: Of course, yeah, well, that, that's yeah. absolutely. I could see that happening. I mean, again, um, we got a lot of reliance on the scientific folks to come up big and come up big quickly, and the likelihood of that is is not great. So that, that that's a realistic uh, possibility, and. And you should be ready to accept it too, at some point. Hey, hey Dave,
1: what's the what's the deal with in baseball? Are players getting paid, or are they going to have to do what the NBA players are doing, Give them money, giving money back?
3: As far as I know, they are getting paid. I could be wrong on that, but I know uh, a lot of employees, like that, that work for you know folks that work at the clubs administration, administration, people like that. They, there could be some issues on, on that coming up as we move forward.
2: You know, one player who's benefiting from the pandemic is Tiger Woods. He gets to hold on to his master's title for like a summer more months. Cause it's going to be in November. Hopefully.
3: I actually rewatched. I watched that rewind a couple of weeks ago. I'm a big golf fan. I like to love the play. And last year when it was live, we were getting ready to play. I want to say the angels. And it, the site for me, and I kept thinking back to my, my dad and grandfathers. Every time con- we had um, Tiger up, they had a broadcast up on a big screen. We got on these mega video boards, right? And got, there a few guys were taking, you know, voluntary uh, BP. But every time Tiger came on, it was a drive or putt. Everything stopped. And then when he, he holed out on 16, 17, and 18, people were cheering. It was, you know, it was a small crowd. It was only 11 o'clock Pacific time. But that was one of the coolest moments I've ever seen in sports. And I'm thinking, who would have thought to seeing all those white folks going absolutely berserk at Augusta and all around the country in ballparks watching this guy on one of the great comebacks we've ever seen in the history of sports? I, right. I, to me, and it gave me chills to watch. I watched most of the uh, broadcasts, rebroadcast a couple of weeks ago, and I saw a lot of stuff I didn't see before. And as a golf fan, it was great, man. I loved, I, thought it was, I thought it was really well done.
1: You're right. It's still that's still one of the great comebacks oh. of all time. And and it's so funny how Tiger has just come all the way back because it was just you know, to to, to be so high and to fall so far to see somebody climb back like that. You know.
3: Redemption, it, it, baby. You know, you know you've written a million like, redemption stories, Bill. So I mean this is <laughs> this gotta move right to the top. And yeah. and the fact and and I know we're playing a lot of golf and being Nine out of ten times, the only homie, and uh, depending on what golf course I go to, but I know there's a lot of white golf professionals and a lot of cats in uh, in pro shops. I've spoken to them over the years; they are thrilled that they said the TW big big, big TW is back because it helps us all make money.
0: Oh man, yeah, he's the he's the only one I, I can watch. Well, he's he. That's just like with Venus and Serena to me. That's tennis. Mm-hmm. We talked about the last dance, and we're talking about Jordan and LeBron. I got. I got you know some people here different different uh, generations seen seen different players give me I want everybody to give me the top 5 the top ooh, 5 guys right ooh, ooh 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 oh man got, NBA oh. NBA top 5 sorry NBA top 5
2: I got to go Bill Russell, Kareem, okay. Jordan, LeBron, Four. Kawhi.
0: Oh, what? Kawhi, okay. So that you, so you got you, you got a, a guy playing right now. You got to, you're going to put him right in there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Okay. I'll give, I'll give you mine. What while, while you guys think about it. I
3: got uh, mine and, and, and this could change in about 30 seconds. But uh, <laughs> as we, <laughs> as we speak, uh, you got to go with Mr. Russell because he's the ultimate winner in the history of American team sports. Uh, Michael, guy named Oscar Robertson. Right. Carl Malone at the power forward and oh, wow. uh, LeBron mm-hmm. as, a, as a combo. Uh, three, four, but Mm -hmm. I had 30 seconds from now. I could say Will, Kareem, Jerry, uh, right, you know, Isaiah. I mean, there's a million guys to choose from. I mean, I uh, it's amazing, it's amazing, uh, the joy and the arguments that that question raises, man, because he could be here all day,
0: yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna go, I would go, Kareem, I'll go, Kareem, Michael Jordan. Uh, Bird, Magic, oh. and LeBron. Mm. Mm.
2: Yeah, okay. Oh.
0: But you're right. But you're right. You know, I'm leaving people out. You know, I didn't see I didn't see, I didn't see Wilt. You know, I didn't see Russell. That's my guy right um, there,
3: boy. West. You know, those guys. I didn't. See. I saw all those guys. Hey, Clyde Frazier got to be in there too,
1: Let me ask you what I think. Uh, what might be even more challenging?
0: Wait, wait, Bill, Bill, you got to give. give us. Don't don't try to escape the question. You got to give us the five. We do five.
1: Well, Kareem, is to, to me, Kareem is one, just because. Right. that's fair. Yeah, you because know, I think that if you go Kareem's whole thing of winning from high school all right. the way up, he's got Russell and made him change the rule. You know, y'all can't, as long as this Negro is playing basketball <laughs> in college, y'all can't dunk. <laughs> now, <laughs> when you do that, that means when you force to, to change the kind of rule, right. okay, and then, uh, you know, then I go Kobe, Kobe Jordan, and the other two, other two, you can't you, you pick them. You know those three, then you pick them because that's Mount Rushmore. But let me all ask okay. you this: so I'm inviting the four of you to this competition. It's going to be the most rigorous competition that you've ever 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 been involved in. I I, I can't tell you the rules. I can't even tell you. The competition. I'm just saying, you better give me the five baddest motherfucker in the in the history. Stock your team with the five killers who are gonna come to this competition to come into this alley fight. You don't know the rules. You don't know anything except you need five bad MFs. and one has got to be a woman. Start with Jamal, then Aaron, then Dave, then me. And we get our we we'll name our five like that. And you cannot duplicate. Who you're gonna oh wow! Take can't, this, can't
0: duplicate. Oh, good. I'm, I'm glad I get, I get to start go there. first. Oh. <laughs> I thought I, I thought I go first. Well,
1: no. <laughs> no, go
0: ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, okay,
1: Jamal. Okay, Jamal, you go first, Jamal. All
0: right. Oh wow! I'm gonna write uh, this down. I'm gonna write this down. I'll go. I'll go. I mean, this is all off the top. I wasn't prepared for this, but I'll go. I'll go, Jim Brown. No, 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 that's it. No. Oh, I get one. okay we're, I'll go, we're geez, gonna I'll go around. Is this contemporary people or, or anybody? Or last so okay. you Anybody. Anybody. Well, I'll go Jim Brown. OK, that's your one.
2: I'm going to go Flo Joe. OK.
0: OK.
3: Jack Roosevelt Robinson. Mm.
2: OK. Now remember,
1: we're trying to win this shit, right? Okay.
3: Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, okay.
1: Okay, my first is uh, see Jamal, you my first is Jim Thorpe because I want an all-around, I want, I'm trying to get great athlete. Right. Great athlete. Okay, so all right, so now this is Jim Thorpe. Okay, Jamal, who's your who's your second pick? Uh I'll
0: go Wilt. Who? Will
1: Chamberlain. Oh man. See, this is why I knew I should have gone first.
2: Okay. <laughs>
1: All right. All right, Will.
2: I'm gonna go Eliud Kipchoge, because he's uh Ooh. he's hecka fast. I mean he's he's got endurance and he's like a very like spiritual guy. Like he keep us going.
1: All right. Ah. Very good. Okay. Dave. Althea Gibson. Mm. Nah. Well talking, okay. that's another one of yours, oh. right? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. She's my second. Serena is my first.
0: All right, right. Serena. She's he he a Serena from me. Hmm. All right. Who's your third? My third. I'm gonna go. I mean, I'll, I'll just, I'm gonna throw Jordan in there. Michael Jordan. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying
2: to think. Oh gosh. Let's go, Muhammad Ali. Yeah,
0: you can't be mad at that.
1: Good name, I don't know, because people, you know, when you think about this kind of competition, where it's going to be really grueling, you know, but that's okay. But I, he,
0: he, he he withstood a lot of punishment.
3: Yeah. I, okay. I, I, here, here's mine. The winner and still champion, Joe Lewis. Sure. <laughs>
1: okay. Now, I would take um, my third. I would take Tom Brady. Now, let me show oh, you why Tom Brady. Hmm. Because there are no rules in this, and you don't know the competition. I got to have one person who will do fucking anything <laughs> to win. <laughs> who will do anything to win. That that is,
0: she, it'll deflate He'll
1: deflate the ball. Whatever the shit calls for, he will be done. So we're there <laughs> to think about how we're going to do this. He'll come up with some shit. But, Damn, Tom, that's really fucked up. So, hey, y'all want to win? <laughs> so, so, Tom Brady is my third. All right, who you got,
0: Jamal? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna come a little more contemporary. I'm gonna go Allen Iverson, pound for pound.
2: I'm gonna go Simone Biles.
0: Ooh, oh choice. wow, that's a good
3: one. That's a good one. All right, Bill, here you go. Edson Arantes de Nascimento, better known as Pele.
1: Nice. Oh, that, that's a good. One. Nice. That's a good one. That's a good one. Now, now, see, it's funny. You get beat by your own. I took two of my. You took Brown. That kind of really took the air out of the I, window. Yeah, same running. here. I
3: always got it. Yeah. Right. Right. Right.
1: But, but now because uh, swimming is a big part of this, there's going to be some water involved in this. <laughs> <gonna be> so- <laughs> I'm taking Michael Phelps. Uh, yeah, because I, I, I don't know of who who of your people can swim.
2: I I'm gonna, gonna take Joe Frazier,
1: that's for sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. I, I haven't picked a woman yet. I'm gonna go uh, Jackie Joyner Kerby. Uh, that, now that's great. That's
1: excellent.
3: excellent. Okay,
1: has
2: someone your, chosen? Le, has someone chosen LeBron yet? No. Okay, Now no,
3: I'm going to LeBron. All right, Bill here, and, and I'm a I'm gonna go with a swimmer too, Mark Spitz. Mm.
1: Okay, that they they definitely cancel each other out. Yep. <laughs> okay, so what I'm gonna do, my last one, I'm gonna go with Kobe because oh, Kobe. Wow, okay. I, I think Kobe is, is probably a great, a great athlete. Mm, mm, was,
3: yeah. So mm, I got one. Oh, I got one. For my last choice, we already got a five. Uh, no. oh, All right, Have five. So me, thought, oh. Yeah, but give us, give us
1: your
0: honorable mention.
1: Yeah, who's your honor, who's your sixth man, sixth person? Dion
0: Sanders. Yes, yes. I was thinking be, it. Yes, yes. Yeah. I forgot about
1: Dion Yeah, Dion was great. Yeah,
3: Deion. Bo Jackson. Do anything. Bo Jackson can be up there too.
1: Bo, you know somebody. We did this. Exercise, somebody mentioned. How come I mentioned Bo? <laughs> it's funny. Who comes to mind? It's funny, when you can open up to generations, who comes to mind?
2: Who would you take into an alley fight with?
3: Oh, my God. Sonny (laughs) Liston.
2: You know, I don't know if he was an athlete, but Andre the Giant.
3: No, I wouldn't do that. That's a big Andre the (laughs) Giant. Yeah, he's huge. I don't know. (laughs) As as, as my man James Love says, he has... He has short area quickness, he'd be good for half a step here now right that, you know, <laughs> exactly if it, but
0: if if you got away from him, it, it would not be useful to you as a yeah, as a group yeah. all right. uh but f- before we get out of here, Dave, um I wanted to talk to you about this subject I know is is you know close to your heart. obviously you're one of the great all time play by play guys, radio guys, but you're currently only the, the you're the only full time black play by play commentator in baseball. Does that frustrate you when you when you're around the country? You know how do you how do you absorb that? How do you take that in? Well, I,
3: I try to go. I try to go by the, the Joe DiMaggio line. Why do you why do you play so hard every day? It's because somebody's seeing me for the first time. Uh, I try to live by that. And what I like to see, uh, and, and I'm not trying to take anybody's job away, but what I like to see other lead play-by-play guys on radio and TV who happen to be African American, absolutely. Uh, I think I'd written down a list. I think in the history of, uh, in the history, and here it is, I just found it, in the- and this is unofficial, but I think I'm real, real close to it. In the history of Major League Baseball, lead TV announcers who are black, Paul Olden, Bill White, Billy Sample did for, he was, actually, he was a second banana. Ken Singleton did more, you know, filling. And it's Greg Gumbel and me in the history of baseball yeah. and TV. That's yeah. unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And, and again, it goes back to the disaffectation, uh, black folks have had for baseball, probably in the last generation and a half. Bill and when Bill you and I would come along, it was baseball it was football it was boxing. And, you know, not that many folks play uh, baseball. Now travel leagues cost five to 10 large largest summer. So and then we don't have the great father-son connection that we used to have, handing the sport down, which is a big problem. And football and baseball, football and basketball, kicking our butt in terms of promoting their their guys and their sport. <laughs> I mean, love Mike Trout, best player we have in baseball, but he just wants to play. He doesn't want to get out there and you know sell his brand and 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 be an advocate for you know for coming to play the game. Or you know, Ken Griffey's retired, He's still. major Domo major factor, of most of the cats that are playing right now, but we need more guys like that. We only have 7% out of what, 750 guys who are African-American. We have 10 of them on our 40 man roster with Seattle Mariners right now. If we ever get under, if we can get under, underway this season, uh, which is encouraging, but yeah, it's, it, it, I don't dwell on it, but when people ask me about it, it it makes you a little heart sick.
0: You know, you know, the talent is out there, you know, uh, there are, you know, people want to do it. What kind of, I mean, what kind of advice do you give, you know, to a young, well, you know, I, a lot kind of guys, of you know,
3: you got to get out there. Yeah, I need you to speak the language. I need you to be, be, be as a pretty clean liver, stay out of page six, uh, be able to speak the language, conjugate your verbs, ask. <laughs> as when you, when you, you ask a question, you're not asking a question. Right. Um, you got to know the history of the game. You got to be willing to work ridiculous hours. You're not going to be able to be as my, as one of my aunts used to say, not going to be able to go out and uh, finger pop all the time. It was it junior walker shaking finger pop. Remember that junior Walker in the all-stars bill, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. you got to stand straight and narrow, man, because you're representing a team, you representing a region. And, you know, you just can't be, you know, you just cannot be generating 3 a.m. phone calls and, uh, and you, know, you got to be able to walk into a room and, and command it and get to know everybody. You got to, you have to be a people person. You got to be willing to work long hours. And uh, the other thing, if you, and I tell kids all the time in, in high school and college, you better get an internship because all the kids are getting internships up the wazoo, man, especially in the, up in the one percenters, they dominate in that. And we have got to get our folks in there to get those kinds of opportunities. And, and the numbers are better, a lot better now, State. Bill, remember when we were starting out, Larry, the great Larry uh, Whiteside had the list. All right, Sims, you made the yeah. list of the black reporters at Major Metropolitan dailies Government Sports, and the list was might have been, what, 25, 30 guys if it was that many. We got a heck of a lot more, but I've just compiled a list, and I'll send it to you guys, of the folks who are broadcasting that I've seen so far in college football, basketball, NFL, and baseball. It's a short list, man. Mm-hmm. It really is. So, you know, once you get there, you want to make the most of it, and the guys that are doing it are doing a hell of a job. Um, the
1: struggle, the struggle continues. Can Amen. You, you, can you, I know you work with kids. Can you almost? I, I guess we talked this before. Um, you know, like they, you know, we created the Roden Fellows uh, at the undefeated, with the idea of you know uh, creating some kind of pipeline to get young black kids. I chose HBCUs. Into the pipeline. I wonder if you could have like the Dave Sims uh, fellowship or something to get you each what, year, three young black play-by-play kids at least into the some if kind you, of pipe. I am more
3: than willing to do that. If you can, and as we know, it's, what you, it's, it's who you know more than it is what you know. If you can put me in touch with the right people, I'll gladly do that. I would love to do that. And before I get the marriage out, my wife and I used to do, media coaching for D1 athletes and and some pros who did the Nets. Why it's important to know how to deal with the media, what the media wants from you. What do you have to do to perform, to, to promote your brand, you know, set up straight, you know, good body language, good tone in your voice. You're going to get negative questions, know how to react to, you lost five in a row. Don't snap at somebody and have tape. That's going to live forever. Uh, I mean, there's a whole, we did a whole seminar. And we did that for about seven, eight years before I got the mariner job and I shut that down. But, uh, I, I would love to do it. I mean, if you, if you got some folks that you can put me to, or we can go in together and and, um, and get some dollars together and get some. And, and I'm sure there's some cats. There's got to be some cats at HBCUs. Or, and, and I know yeah. from, I hear from Power Five schools. I would love to do that.
1: Absolutely. Play by Play Academy.
3: It yeah. could happen.
1: Yeah. It could Make happen. It happen. Make HM's it happen. Play by Play Academy. And you the you know, key is not to, you can't save the world. But right. if you if you could take three, it's uh, all right. Hey, but listen, I, I know everybody's got to run. We got a really good schedule. You know, everybody's got things <laughs> to do. Plays. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go run you the streets, go. Bill.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm I'm good. I got some more
1: time. Well, no, I know you gotta go. <laughs> hey, no. But this is a uh, this is great. So, Aaron, just before we before we really do leave, seriously. Uh, you know aaron's got a new a new job, right? Can we talk about your Sure. is that uh aaron's now with c n n and uh she's a uh producer so Erin, nice. kind of how it's uh going his first couple of weeks how's going with me not
2: it is definitely it is definitely a different world and i I miss Bill, but I get to call him every day still so it's good um No, it's totally different. Uh, I'm working as an associate producer for pretty much a new audio team. Like almost everyone is is new to the team. We've got, um, and we're covering three different, or we're doing three different podcasts. I'm doing one on coronavirus um, and kind of like the public health perspective. Um, There's a political one called The Daily DC. And then there is another show called um, uh, The Boss Files with Poppy Harlow. And so, um, yeah, it's just kind of like uh, the coronavirus show is a daily show. So it's a totally different pace than I'm used to. So, you know, when, Dave, when you said, you know, you have to be willing to work long hours and just yeah, exactly like I, I do one show a week and I'm I'm up till like 1.30. I just have to be like ready for that. Uh, but then we do get a, a time off the next day. So that's good. But it's really fun. Um, I am one of three black people on the team. Uh, I'm the only Black American. The other two are immigrants. One's from Uganda. One's from uh, Nigeria. Um, both American, but born elsewhere. Um.
3: You said the Daily DC. I, f- I have you on my uh, on my podcast. Yeah. I, on oh my, yay! Uh, yeah, yeah. Cool. Right, I didn't realize that was you. Okay, that's nice. Yeah, that's uh,
2: that's uh, good you stuff. Never know, Aaron. You never (laughs) know, right? So I so that's my team. I've been working on the coronavirus fact versus fiction, but we do, yeah. Nice, good for you. That was cool, and I I have to give I have to give Jamal a shout out. Um, The the latest show on Boss Files was about Kevin Love, and I had to help put together some questions, and I picked Jamal's brain, and so he was very helpful. Thank you, Jamal. (laughs) Any anytime, anytime.
1: Well, that's very, that's very, very good. Very encouraging. Aaron, we're looking forward to bigger and, and tremendous things. I, I like the ones you are know, dating. Dating, uh, uh was it? Dating oh, and, and
2: dating from a social distance.
1: Yeah, yeah. Very good.
2: Thank you. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Hey, yeah, that was great. That was great.
1: This has been fun as usual. You know, looking forward to the next episode of The Last Dance. Um, yes, the NBA draft tonight, I'm not sure if I can do enough. Oh, wait, know, can I get
2: Bill, we got to give you a shout out. You just did a whole show on what happens after the draft and really taking a deep dive into uh, what the NFL regular season will look like and what it will take to pull it off for Arizona State. Where we do that. Whoa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the Global Sport Institute with ASU.
0: Uh, I Bill, about it already.
2: Bill spoke to uh, the former vice president of the Packers and uh, Andrew Brandt and um, the former uh, uh, wide receivers coach for the San Diego Chargers when they were San Diego, James Lofton. He also mm. was in the NFL. They had a really good conversation. I personally think no, no shade to Roger Goodell, but I think they actually shared so much more than I've gotten from his sound bites lately. Right. Mm-hmm.
3: James right. Lofton is my man, the hall of famer. That's a good yeah, guy Loftin. to go to. Amen,
1: yeah, Aaron. actually produced that segment. That's nice. You know, when is it going up? By the way, Aaron, it's up.
2: It was up yesterday. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was promoting it today. <laughs> Good. Good. See,
1: tell me. Everybody, listen. Everybody, be safe. Uh, stay happy. Stay up. Stay positive. Uh, hug someone, and if you don't have one, invent one. Yeah, um, right. You know. <laughs> all right, everybody. Dave Sim, the great Dave Sim. Thank, thank, you, thank you, Dave. Thank you all. Yeah, Good thank to you. see you all.
3: You're very welcome. All right, My pleasure. Aaron, thank you.
1: Maul, take okay. care.
0: Stay strong. <laughs>